Hi, I'm Ben. And I'm Lucas. And we are two aspiring filmmakers making unnecessary commentary on famous movies. Each week, we will randomly select a film to analyze, discuss, and review. We will select the film at the end of each podcast, so you will have ample time to watch the movie before the next episode. We are slightly qualified film students. Hello! Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome to another episode of Slightly Qualified Film Students. This week, we're doing our 29th film, Bottle Rocket. Bottle Rocket. The, uh, the Wes Anderson film. It's his, it's his first feature-length film, starring Luke and Owen Wilson and Andrew Wilson. Uh, all three of the Wilson brothers here today and uh yeah it's i'd say it's a pretty good debut film uh you know you look at some famous directors debuts you got res dogs from tarantino uh you know you got like boogie nights from paul thomas anderson and for wes anderson it's uh it's bottle rocket which is adapted from his short film uh from a few years before this it's 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 a pretty obscure film uh not very popular at the box office nor really anywhere um but yeah i saw this film the first time like two years ago on dvd and i kind of fell in love with it i don't know why but something about luke wilson and owen wilson's characters is just it's very charming uh and it's a very well-written script uh, it's very funny. Overall, pretty solid, like, crime-slash-comedy film, although it's not really a crime film. Uh, and I'd recommend any Wes Anderson fan to check it out, you know? You gotta do a deep dive of his his catalog. Uh, I mean, it's, pr- it's yeah, probably where, hard to where find. Yeah, where's this stand? This is your 12th all-time favorite film, according to your letterbox. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, this is my first time watching it. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was very entertaining, and uh, I got some good laughs out of it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's some pretty iconic lines in here, um, and I'm I'm honestly pretty impressed with it for a first feature film. I mean, a lot of directors take some time. I mean, Wes Anderson, you can tell with this film that he hadn't fully developed his style at all. Uh, and really, the, I think the only thing that's kind of stayed true from the start is his very childish characters uh, in this film. It's Dignan uh, is, I guess, the best example. You know, he's a adult characters that, you know, they're not acting under the rules of the adult world, um, really. And, yeah, just like the whimsical nature of it it's not quite as like fairy tale esque as other Wes Anderson films, but you can still catch that kind of vibe, uh, you know, about these three guys with a dream. They want to rob, rob stuff, but yeah. th- you know, they're out here robbing like a bookstore <laughs> and uh, <laughs> a cold storage factory. It's like a spoof crime film. Yeah. Uh, I have the, I have the plot synopsis here. For those who haven't seen it, uh, a group of friends hatches a plan to pull off a simple robbery and go on the run. However, their ensuing escapade turns out to be far from what anyone expected. Yeah, 
So they rob the bookstore. They have to run away. And then chaos ensues. Uh, <laughs> things do not go according to plan pretty much ever for Dignan. Um, and it's, it's just leads to some funny situations. It's, it's, this, is, this film is not Wes Anderson's best. Uh, but I, I don't know. To me, this is one of the more funny and charming Wes Anderson films out there. And definitely one of the more entertaining ones compared to something like Moonrise Kingdom. Uh, you know, this, this film's pretty fast paced. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you can definitely see his style emerging, especially in the characters, like you're saying, but also in his color. Um, he has, he uses Mm -hmm. a very like simple triadic color palette in this film with red, blue and yellow specifically, uh, with Luke Wilson's character always wearing that red sweater or, you know, the yellow jumpsuits, yeah. et cetera, he still is using those vivid colors and costumes. And, yeah, you can mm-hmm. see his style, what we are going to eventually see a little bit in Rushmore, but Royal Tenenbaums especially, and then kind of takes off. You can see it starting to emerge, but it's mostly in the writing style and a little bit in the production design. But most of this film does just feel like an indie film, the cinematography is very simplistic, um, but yeah, it's a fun watch. Yeah, and I—I I mean, it doesn't have the largest budget in the world. Five million bucks for your first, or sorry, seven million. That's uh, a pretty. That's I, a I pretty uh, decent budget. That's a big budget for your first for your first. And also, film. I don't know if this film uh, needed and I mean, that much money. Yeah, no, because uh, the way he got the funds was he made a short film. I think it's 12 minutes long, maybe 14. It's somewhere in that range. Uh, yeah. About the same premise, um, black and white short. And it he, he submitted it to a Sundance short film uh, contest, I guess. And it won. So he got funds to, uh, you know, to extend it and make the full feature length. So... I, I, yeah, I guess the the budget, I think it, he put it to pretty good use. It, it is an indie film, but they do have some nice locations, like the, the actual cold, cold storage mm-hmm. packing thing. And, you know, you can tell that they paid, they have extras in, like, the party scene, the bar. Right, yeah. Uh, you know, stuff like that. They got a restaurant. Uh, so it's, it's, it's got a decent, decently bigger budget production feel than say something like res dogs where they spend you know yeah. pretty much the entire film sure. right in the warehouse so let's just remember uh, that silence had a 40 million dollar budget yeah <laughs> and silence <laughs> is one of the most visually stunning films yes of all time yeah I th- this film actually it's it's got pretty good reviews from critics and i guess that's why he got the budget to do Rushmore. It's got an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 7 on IMDb. Uh, yeah, it just really didn't take off with audiences. I read an interview where Owen Wilson said that, you know, Bottle Rocket was pretty much a commercial failure, and so Owen Wilson was going to join the Marines because he thought he wouldn't be able to make it as an actor because <laughs> Bottle Rocket flopped. So he was like, ah, oh, damn. Yeah. I gotta go join the military now. 
Uh, okay, let's move into standout scenes. Um, what What's your standout scene? Because I don't want to steal yours. Um, okay. I have a couple, I think, that really stood out to me. Uh, I think my okay. main one is actually a scene that is in the original short film, uh, which I also mm-hmm. watched. And that is the scene where... Uh, they are trying to plan out their heist together. Um, and the bookstore Bob is just fiddling around with the gun the entire time. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, and Digman is just losing it and cannot handle it. And you can see his control freak nature. And Anthony is like trying to calm him down. And Bob is just being sarcastic and playing with a gun. And it's just such a funny yeah. scene with great dialogue. Um, and yeah, I, I watched the short film after I watched this, and that scene is also in the short. Um, it's not as long, but it's also in there. And I, I just think it's a really nice scene. Uh, it's really fun. But I also really love the bookstore robbery. Um, yeah, the, yeah, the bookstore, the bookstore robbery, robbery hilarious. was hilarious. Yeah, a lot of really great funny scenes in this film. Uh my standout scene uh i think i'm gonna go with the cold storage robbery at the end to me that's always been the funniest part of this film watching uh this heist that's almost like a distraction heist for mr henry robbing bob's house uh (laughs) but but they're they're doing this heist and everything that could go wrong goes wrong Mm -hmm. you know kumar doesn't know how to open a safe yeah uh and he was like the main guy and he's just like ah, i can't do it man i can't do it uh the the people come back from lunch who work there and you know owen wilson's like you guys are always on lunch <laughs> not always yes always uh and then you know they they're trying to put their masks on bob shoots his gun off applejack has a heart attack the smoke grenade goes off then the fire alarm goes off uh and eventually dignan runs from the police and he gets you know brutalized and arrested uh which is just a solid ending to this film uh i mean it's not the real ending but uh Yeah. yeah that scene always cracks me up the most i guess it's like the climax uh it's just ridiculous and i love it and it's all its ridiculousness. But there, there's a lot of standout scenes. Another really underrated scene is the bar scene, where the Mexican guy's like, hey, you're in the army. And he's like, nah, man, I just have short hair. <laughs> and then they fight over pool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, a lot of great scenes in this film. It's pretty compact, so a lot of the, the you know, the scenes feel pretty purposeful, the good energy. Uh, yeah. No audience questions this week, unfortunately. Uh, I think it's just too obscure of a film. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, let's take a quick break, and then we'll hop into the actual review. Okay, we're back. Yeah. Um, hopping in to story and originality out of 10. Uh, for me, I think this is a very original screenplay. Yeah. I mean, we've seen the dynamic of like bad robbers or amateur robbers before, but 
I think that this film takes a different twist to it and with the added benefit of Wes Anderson style dialogue and it being his first film it's very refreshing especially I can imagine with it coming out in the in 96 there wasn't a lot like this Wes Anderson wasn't a known name Um, yeah so yeah it gets a lot of points for me originality wise I think the story is fun it's not extremely insane or you know it's 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 a pretty basic storyline, but yeah, I, I still like it, and it's fun, and it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a. I think that it's a very solid, I guess, uh, crime story. Uh, you have pretty unique characters in the genre, uh, with Dignan and Bob, and all these people who are really just operating under the mastermind, uh, the dreamer Dignan, who you know he wants to be a. A criminal and then he just kind of gets his friends to to go along with it uh it almost feels like a group of kids who like you know like if you when you're a kid and you you know pretend to be stuff it almost feels like kids pretending to be robbers except it's real uh yeah it's got that <laughs> that fairy tale yeah. aesthetic that wes anderson is so well known for and yeah i don't think it's an incredible story it, it's very simple uh you know that it's it's not too emotional uh but i think overall it's it's a very solid story um gets some laughs uh it's not too long it's not too intricate you know it knows what it is and yeah very solid story yeah yeah um i gave it nine out of ten same here nine percent out of ten interesting plot great story yeah Okay, beginning out of five. Uh, I, I really like this I, beginning. I like the opening scene. Yeah. The opening scene is really funny, and it sets up Dingen, uh, Dingen's character right away. Yeah. We know who he is. We know what he his personality's like. We know <laughs> all of his like crazy brain, what he's thinking. And we also understand that Anthony is kind of like his caretaker to a certain extent he's kind of there to just like yeah reel him in uh-huh. but also you know have fun with him and it's just a really funny scene uh how the entire opening sequence plays out yeah uh it slows down a bit afterwards but i think for an opening scene it's very solid very funny yeah uh and it hooked me right away i think it's great well-written setup you got anthony uh leaving he, he, he's allowed to leave it's a volunteer uh, I guess mental health, like mental hospital, not really an asylum. Uh, it's I guess it's like almost more like rehab in a way. Uh, yeah. And he can voluntarily leave, but obviously Dignan wants to make it an escape because that's just who he is. Uh, and so you know he gets let down, and he's like, "Oh, nice, you bribed the janitor." Uh, and then it leads <laughs> into the bus scene, which I also think is great development very funny uh and yeah overall mm-hmm. it's a very entertaining beginning gets right into it you know there's almost no logos in this film like pretty much you know 20 seconds in and you're already fully yeah. engulfed and i really appreciate that uh i don't think it's my favorite beginning of all time but i think that it's very funny and well-written setup uh with a great fast pace i agree yeah. I gave it a 4 out of 5. 
I gave it a 4% out of 5 too. Uh, yeah, let's move into ending out of 5%. This ending has like a kind of a special place in my heart. I personally really enjoy this last scene with Bob and Anthony visiting Dignan in jail. I think it's it doesn't overstay its welcome. I don't think it's too cheesy. I like that he has one last, you know, joke where he's like, all right, you have 30 seconds, take out the guards and meet me by the gate. And then they're super like, oh, what the hell? And they're scared. And then he says, you know, uh, isn't it funny that you were in the nut house and now I'm in jail, which is mm, solid final line of a film ends on a Mm -hmm. high note. And yeah, to me, this is a very solid ending. It brings a great end to Dignan's character, uh, to Bob's and Anthony's as well. And, uh, yeah, I think it's a very, very solid ending. I was just a little confused. Can you actually just walk up to a jail and be like, yo, I'm going to go chill with my friend with some burgers? Uh, I mean, I think, well, he has... Because they just, like, go for a walk. <laughs> They're, like, they just yeah, go for a walk it's and like, burgers. Uh, they're in the yard, obviously. He's only... I, th- I don't think it's a very high security prison because he's only in there for two years for... I guess. A burglary, tr- burglary charge. I'm not sure yeah. if you can do that. Probably not. <laughs> but... Um, they do. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a pretty solid ending. Um, I like that he ends up in jail. It's kind of like... It makes sense for his character. Uh, the climax into it is very funny as you were already talking about it's very intense but just laugh lots of laughter um yeah and then you know i don't i didn't think the final scene was like mind-blowing by any means Mm -hmm. but i think it's a solid ending it it ends you know pretty quickly it doesn't overstay its welcome and um yeah it's i mean it's it's like the movie's an hour and 27 minutes or something so you get you get the bulk of it, and it just kind of ends, and I like that. I yeah. think it's a solid ending. Mm-hmm. I gave it a 4 out of 5. I gave it the 4% as well. Uh, yeah, super, super solid ending. Now we're moving into screenplay and dialogue. Uh, I personally really love the screenplay and dialogue in this film. Uh, I really love the kind of... It, it almost sounds like it's being improvised dialogue there's a lot of filler words a lot of pauses um Mm -hmm. and i think that it just really fits these very quirky characters and the very you know odd situation that they're in i love their interactions uh and i think the dialogue is really carries this film as it does for a lot of indie films uh and i think it carries it really well in this film and there's a lot of great greatly written scenes uh the country club scene is written excellently where they're all having lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, just so many conversations in this film feel very natural, uh, but with like a little quirky edge that like is funny enough uh, to keep you entertained. I-, I just love the dynamic between Anthony and Dignan. It's like such a love hate relationship. Uh, Anthony's, you know, yeah. always annoyed yeah, at. Sure. Dignan's antics, but at the same time, he's such a likable guy that he just keeps coming back. Uh, I don't necessarily think that all the scenes are perfect or the structure is perfect, but 
I, I really like this screenplay and dialogue, and to me, this is one of the main reasons why this film is so high on my list. Uh, I just, I feel like these characters are much more relatable, uh, and therefore, like, more entertaining than in some Wes Anderson films, which kind of puts this above them for me. Uh, because it's, it's kind of like that adult fairy tale, but also with like real life characters like the grand budapest hotel is kind of has that style but also you know it's these rich characters in (laughs) europe like this film feels very rooted in what could actually happen uh and i really appreciate that yeah it's definitely one of the most realistic wes anderson films Mm -hmm. um and it's also well yeah he hasn't fully developed his style yet and Honestly, I felt more drawn to this film than most Wes Anderson films just because I personally prefer this kind of style of filmmaking. I prefer films that are a bit more realistic. Um, I mean, there's exceptions. Like, I really love The Grand Budapest Hotel just because, I don't know, I, I just really love that film. But for the most part, I, I prefer Wes Anderson's earlier works just because I feel like they're a bit more easier for me to get invested in. I think that's the biggest thing is I find when I watch films like Moonrise Kingdom, Royal Tenenbaums, um, I don't get as invested in the characters because they feel fake, I guess you could say. They they feel like characters and how it's filmed, it feels like you're watching a movie. And when I watch a film, I want to be engaged and I want to feel empathy for all the characters and stuff like that. And I felt that with Bottle Rocket. I feel that with Rushmore also. Um, And I think a lot of that has to do with the writing and the style. Mm -hmm. But the biggest thing for me with this screenplay and dialogue is the dialogue. I think the dialogue is fantastic, really well written, very quirky and funny. Um, And it also feels very relaxed. It doesn't feel too deadpan like Wes Anderson grows to you know really develop it feels very natural and realistic and almost feels improvised yeah uh, sometimes i mean for me the only problem i have with the screenplay is i wish that they had um either kept all the motel stuff with uh the uh what's her name inez inez either they keep all of that but then they use her character later in the film to justify all of the character development being given to her or just, you know, give her a bit less character development if you're not going to use her in the later half of the film. Yeah. I just felt like they spent a little bit too much time at the motel when you could have got some, like, uh, fun, quirky scenes in because she just wasn't that vital to the story as a whole. Mm -hmm. But overall, solid dialogue. I gave it 7 out of 8. Yeah, I have a super big soft spot for this film so i had to exercise my bias a little bit i gave it full marks i gave it the eight percent i do agree with you that they spend a little too much time at the hotel uh but i really just love this screenplay and dialogue and it stands out as one of my favorites from wes and it's really what carries this film for me uh with that being said though let's move on to soundtrack and uh I'm a huge fan of this soundtrack right here. Uses some bangers. Uh, you got Love uh, by, or sorry, Alone Again or by Love. Uh, 
a lot of a lot of these songs they're on my playlist you got a mix between you know those classic rock songs with some like spanish instrumental guitars right. for while they're at the hotel i don't know i love pretty much all of wes anderson's soundtracks i think he always nails it out of the park he's got great music taste uh yeah i'm a huge fan of the soundtrack um yeah i i thought the soundtrack was really fun the only issue i have with the soundtrack is uh one of the theme songs in the film which is actually used in their short film i get it they want to carry it on but it does sound a little royalty free um yeah because they did use it in their short film um that's that's my only issue i i i genuinely enjoyed a lot of the songs that were playing throughout it's very wes anderson vibes he has a very clear understanding of what his score is going to sound like for you know the rest of his filmography mm-hmm. um yeah i mean would i listen to it probably not but i think it worked really well with the film uh i think the song selection was fantastic and yeah give it six out of seven yeah uh i think that mark Mothersbrough music and he does all the like the non-purchased soundtrack for this film he does like you know the royalty free sounding stuff uh his style he's a musical artist he's in the band devo uh but he also scores pretty much all the wes anderson movies he did life aquatic he does rushmore um his style you know it wasn't really fully developed here but also this film uses 2000 man by the rolling stones and i love that song i gave it seven percent because three of these songs are my playlist and that's you know one of the characteristics we're looking at uh and yeah they're just some bangers solid solid soundtrack full marks uh production design costumes and set uh uh there's not a lot of production design. Yeah. Very minimal. It's but uh, it's solid. It's I okay. do like the costumes in this film. Mm-hmm. I think they for an independent film, they did spend a lot of time on the costumes, thinking of color and thinking of quirkiness mm-hmm. and thinking about the characters that wear them. Yeah. I think Anthony, Bob, and um, I can never pronounce his name. Dig- Dignan. Dignan. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's Wilson. Yeah. Dignan. Um, they all have very specified costumes for their characters mm-hmm. um and i like just like the added stuff that they've kind of done with their masks with the tape on the nose for the book robbery yeah there's little things like why, that why'd you that put the tape on your nose exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah i mean it you can't give this major marks because there is very minimal production yeah. design but i think set decoration is pretty okay and yeah i think costumes are solid and yeah i gave it a four out of six yeah i gave it the four percent to not very much production design in this film they're on location a lot uh and yeah i like the costumes but they don't switch it up too much dignan's got an iconic costume to me same with uh luke wilson as anthony and uh you know you got some funnier ones like mr henry sparring his like japanese advisor and he's wearing tidy whities uh some weird stuff like that but yeah Yeah. overall four percent they clearly spent their budget in other places other than production design 
so yeah, let's move into location selection, which I think is also pretty solid. Uh, this film is pretty much entirely shot in their hometown of Dallas, Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that there's some solid locations here. Nothing too beautiful, uh, but I think that it's a very nice motel in particular that they picked. Uh, it feels very open air with the big field behind it. Uh, yeah. I like that they rob a cold packing factory because that's just such a thing that people would never rob. Uh, it's very weird. Uh, you know, they got the nice location of the country club, the bar. They're, they're pretty nice locations for a low budget film. Uh, and yeah, I just felt like overall pretty solid location selection, nothing too beautiful. Um, but overall pretty nice. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think the location selection was fine. I didn't think any really popped out to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were a couple I liked. I liked the hall that they chose for the kind of party scene, banquet scene. I thought that was nice. Yeah. The bar that they go to, the um, where uh, Dignan gets in the fight at the pool table, is pretty solid. Yeah, the motel's okay. I mean, it, it's kind of just your every other motel, but. I do like that there is that field in the background that they're they're able to play around with. Um, but yeah, overall, it does feel like they're just kind of, you know, walking around streets and just shooting some stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought it was above average, but I also didn't think it was like anything stellar. I also gave it four out of six. Yeah, I gave it the five percent out of six. It's a low five. Uh but I do really like that motel to me. It's a pretty cool location that they were able to find. But yeah, overall, nothing really spectacular. Uh, low five, it's a bit underwhelming for an indie film because normally they're the ones who have the craziest locations other than something like Silence. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with that being said, we'll take a quick break and then we'll hop into the second half of the review. Okay, we're back. Hop into the second Um, half of the review, starting off with cinematography out of ten percent. I I think that I I have I have kind of mixed feelings about the cinematography. Uh, I do like that they they use quite a lot of tracking shots and camera movement in this film, uh, which is something that is very, you know. Wes Anderson, he likes to have camera movement. Uh, but mm-hmm. well, at the same time, this this film's not very beautiful. It doesn't have the the very stylized framing that we've come right. to know and love from Wes Anderson. And part of that reason might be because he hadn't started working with Robert Yeoman. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Who has shot pretty much every single... Wes Anderson film since uh, since Rushmore, uh, he he didn't do this film, and yeah, the, the the cinematography feels slightly lackluster at points. But at the same time, I do really like uh, some of the shots where they have you know the camera on a crane, like they'll track someone on the upper level of the motel, and then it'll 
you know, come down and continue following them. Just simple stuff like that, but I appreciate that they were, you know, still caring about camera movement in an indie film. Uh, and, yeah, I think overall, I, I like the style, I like the feel of the cinematography. It just, it doesn't have that bokeh, it doesn't quite have that beautiful cinematic edge that a lot of films have. It looks very uh, 90s indie kind of feel. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's awful. I think it's okay for this film, but I also feel like it's pretty... Um, it's just not that exciting. I think that there are some cool camera movements. I agree. I like the tracking shots, but for the most part, yeah, there's, like, no depth of field. It's very just basic MCUs most of the time. Um, and, yeah, I mean, there's. I feel like there's a lot of other films that are out there that have had much less of a budget that have pulled off some much more beautiful looking uh cinematography even from like the 90s like if we look at train spotting or something like that yeah um for sure yeah i mean i think it's it's solid but i yeah it's a little underwhelming i still think that the effort that he put in to move the camera to actually spend some time doing some of those shots i'm giving it credit for and i'm boosting its score up a bit but, um, yeah, it's not quite in the same caliber as most of the other films we've done so far. Uh, but I still gave it a 7 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, I was wrong, actually. Robert Yeoman did shoot this film. He's shot every single Wes Anderson film. Uh, yeah, I gave it a 7% as well. Uh, even my bias can't defend this film's cinematography, unfortunately. Uh... Let's move on to editing. With that being said, 8% here. Uh, I I like the editing in this film. There's a couple of continuity errors uh, throughout this film. I think the only really truly notable one that I always noticed is in the cold, is in the meat packing or like the cold packing robbery. Anthony runs over to the lift when he's told to check who's coming. And then they, like, cut to a different shot of him there, blatantly, Mm. because they didn't, like, film the elevator coming up. I don't know why. It's in the final cut. Uh, But really, aside from that, I think that this film has great comedic timing. Um, I like how they'll end a conversation with someone about to say something and then cut to, like, them saying it in the car or something. You know, like, continuing a conversation, but in a new scene. Uh, I really like the way that they cut between scenes there uh and yeah i think overall very very solid editing um it's not incredible uh but i do appreciate the good comedic timing and yeah yeah i mean i think the editing is pretty solid it does what it needs to do i do think some of the cuts are quite funny um there's a little bit of sound is- issues once in a while. Um, I think the main reason for that is that they're shooting on a lot of streets that they clearly didn't have closed off, so you're getting a lot of traffic noises in the background that are truly, you know, difficult to edit. We, we've had to do that many times trying yeah. to edit around um, continuity traffic noises in the background. It's hard to do, but it does cause some jumps in the edit. Yeah, there's a couple continuity errors also. Uh, there's another one at the start I noticed where they're like jumping the fence and then it just cuts to them like on the ground and you kind of it's kind of a sudden cut um, yeah 
But I, I, I think the ending was fine, and I think it makes up for it a bit in the comedic timing it, it uses, and it does. I think the cuts are actually smart and show that the editor knew what they were doing. They just, you know, maybe didn't have all the shots necessary to make some scenes as smooth as possible. Um, yeah, but I still think it's solid enough, and I think they did a good job that I gave it that 6 out of 8. Yeah, I gave it a 6% as well. Yeah, solid comedic timing. You can tell that they had a vision. Didn't maybe have the budget to have a very well put together film, I guess, technically speaking, but uh, I like what they did with it. Now, acting out of 10%, I really like the performances in this film. I think that uh, Owen Wilson and Luke Wilson do a great job with what they're given, especially Owen Wilson. Uh, I think he's great as Dignan. Uh, and this is another thing that I really appreciate about this is this is pretty much all the leads first time in a feature length film. Uh, the guy who plays Bob, Robert Musgrave, this is his pretty much only film he's ever done. First and yeah. only Luke Wilson, Owen Wilson. It's their first film. Uh, really just a lot of, completely unheard of actors at the time you know andrew wilson had never been in anything uh kumar palana had never been in anything uh james khan who plays mr henry uh he was really the only experienced actor that they had for this and he plays a very minor uh role but obviously you know he's sonny corleone in uh, The Godfather. You know, he's he's a pretty well-known actor. Uh, yeah. And he does what he needs to do in this film. It's a very small role. But I think it's honestly a pretty funny reference almost to have, you know, Sonny Corleone as the gangster criminal in this film. Right. Uh, yeah, I think that the acting here, I really like all the performances, and I'm pretty impressed with the fact that this is most of their first times in a feature-length film. Yeah, I agree. I think the performances are solid. I don't think that there's anything fantastic about what anyone really does, but also there's no bad acting by any means. I think that everyone gives a good performance. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you said. Um, I don't think it's warranted that nine because of just the other films I've given nine to, but I think it is good enough to get that eight out of 10. There, there just really isn't any, like, moments to really show off the acting in this film. Yeah, you've got good character actors, and Owen Wilson does a good job, but at the end of the day, there's just nothing really there to, like, show me those acting skills, you know? Yeah, I gave it the 8%. Um, yeah, it, I agree with you. There's not really any dramatic moments, and while comedic acting is challenging, uh... This this film, it it's not the most impressive. Like, it doesn't really show off any acting chops. Uh, but, yeah, no real bad performances either. Let's move into entertainment value at a 10%. Uh, I think that this is a very, very entertaining film. I've watched it uh, five or six times now, I want to say. I Probably five um and yeah to me this is 
it's one of my favorites that we've watched so far so uh obviously it's it's very entertaining to me rewatchability is pretty high just for the funny jokes uh because you right. know there's not any big plot moments that you wish you could see again for the first time uh and yeah overall i think it's a very entertaining funny film uh not really for the action more for just the charming wittiness of the dialogue and yeah yeah um yeah i found this film very entertaining it was a very fun watch it's nice and short so um it's an easy one you c- i can definitely see just throwing on um yeah i mean the only thing for me for entertainment value is just that little lag time at the motel i feel like goes on a little too long but you know there's still some good funny jokes in those moments that keep it entertaining um yeah yeah for me it's a solid nine out of ten yeah i gave it i gave it a nine and a half out of ten because Ooh, pulling in I, the half. I feel like it's it's more entertaining than a lot of the films i've given nines just because it it hits different it hits me hits me in a way that a lot of the nines ha- don't but at the sure. same time i'm not giving it the full 10 percent because there are films out there that are just wildly entertaining compared to even this uh yeah yeah, i gave it the uncharacteristic half mark um which i think has only been given when lucas gave 14 and a half to children of men yeah Uh, but i'm busting it out here uh you know what that's fair uh we're still holding off on that 10 out of 10 yeah i didn't want to do it and it will happen it will um overall technical achievement out of 15 overall technical uh this Um, this film it's not (laughs) it's not very impressive technically uh i think that i'm giving it a 12 percent, and the only thing holding it up to that standard is the editing for me uh i gave the cinematography a seven editing a six and i think it's pretty on par technically with some of the other 12s uh and Yeah, I, I gave it the 12%. Um, yeah, okay. I mean, I gave Manchester by the Sea a 12%, and I don't think this is of the same caliber on a technical level. Uh, so I give it the 11. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's still, you know, it's solid. It gets the job done. But, you know, continuity errors, cinematography isn't all that impressive. And, yeah, looking at the other 12s I've given, Manchester by the Sea, um, Train Spotting, some other ones... It's just, it's not quite there. So, yeah, mm-hmm. solid 11 for me. Um, yeah. We'll take a quick that's, break that's and then review. tally up our final scores. Okay, we are back. All right. Nice and Tallied quick. Tallied up the final scores. Week. Nice and mm-hmm. quick. It's um, a very simple film. <laughs> Yes, it is. Not much to be analyzed. So, 29th film, Ball Rocket. Oh, next week is our 30th film. That's exciting. Yeah. It's um, a good milestone. Big milestone there. So, yeah. what did you give Bottle Rocket, Ben? Bottle Rocket, one of my favorite movies of all time. Is it technically good? Not really. Uh, is the production design good? Not really. But still, it manages to charm my heart. <laughs> I give it an 83.5%. 83 83.5%. Uh, yeah, I I feel like you know it's it's fine. 
that this film it's it's not the most incredible masterpiece uh but it's just it's just a fun watch i i really enjoy watching it every time i see it um yeah i would recommend it to anyone who's into wes anderson i think it's you know good to check out every director's early stuff yeah uh and i think it's you know if you like wes anderson you like that dialogue style you'll find it enjoyable yeah i agree um i gave bottle rocket a 79 percent um pretty solid i mean yeah very solid better than the life aquatic yes i did enjoy this more than the life aquatic i will say Uh, (laughs) Mm um i know it's your favorite film of all time but uh yeah yeah. i i did enjoy this one a bit more technically now brazil i I made the the decision Uh, brazil is my favorite over life aquatic which i I gave an awful grade to let me just say but i i went back and looked at my grading for brazil and i disagree with a lot of it and i think i was just very hard on films when we first started now that i look at it yeah like if you look parasite got an 83 84 i mean i i was i was pretty tough in the early days brazil deserved and i was pretty i was way too nice brazil that's true well i mean brazil ended up in an okay place with yeah i like i gave brazil a very high rating but at the same time, I was just trying to, like, boost it in any way I could because it is my favorite. But now I've, you know, I've realized I can rate a film at 83% and still put it <laughs> in my top 15. Yes. Because I don't care. Exactly. I can do whatever I want. Um, so what does that uh, have to go to? It averages to, man, school is out and I can no longer do math. Pull out that calculator. Uh, yeah, I got to pull out a calculator here because we got decimals involved. Uh, all right, that divided by two. We got 81.25%, uh, which puts it above enemy and behind atonement. 81.25%. It's a pretty solid place. Uh, it's in the bottom third of films we've done so far, but... You know, it's a it's a fairly indie film. It doesn't have the beautiful and deep meaning as a lot of our higher up films yeah. do. Yeah, and I don't know how uh, Enemy yeah. is so low. <laughs> we we really ripped on. Yeah, Enemy. I love Enemy. We really I really on love Enemy. Enemy. Um, yeah. I think I gave the ending to Enemy like a three because I was like, it's too confusing. Yeah, you did. I remember that. I gave it full marks. You were like. No, bro, it's too confusing. Wait, and then I think I, like, didn't do this... I did the screenplay dirty, too, because I said it was too confusing. But then I rewatched Enemy recently, and I... I mean, I loved it, too, when we first saw it. I think the cinematography in Enemy is excellent, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I put it in my top 30 films of all time now, after a rewatch. Because I... Mm, it's, uh, it's, like, pretentious, and it's, a, like, a thriller. It's It's good. Yeah. It's very good. Well, uh, I got the wheel pulled up. I am ready mm. to spin. Nice. Let's, any, let's do it. Any hopes this week, Ben? Uh, I'm kind of hoping for... Let me, let me see what we got on the wheel. Uh, hmm. You know, I think... I, I kind of want to rewatch... I want to rewatch something. I want to rewatch Fear and Loathing. I want to get Fear and Loathing 
uh, you know, something mm-hmm. something funny. Maybe I'd be down to rewatch Arrival too. I'd be down to rewatch Shoplifters I'm, oh, yeah. or The Big Lebowski. <laughs> the Big Lebowski. I'm, I'm looking. For, I'm looking for a rewatch. You know, something that I saw a while ago that I need to rewatch. You know, I, I, I want to yeah. rewatch a classic. That's fair. Let's see what we get. <laughs> um, okay. Well, pull up screen recording. Uh, okay, and we are spinning in three. Two, one, here we go. <laughs> oh, cool. Cool. All right, I'm hyped. We have landed on Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Whoa. Our first oh, God. animated film. Oh, no. So Ben and I will have to rethink our grading system for this one because it's animated. How much? The, how much? I mean, well, we can still do story. We could still do beginning and ending. We could still do screenplay and soundtrack. Yep. But then production design, location selection, and cinematography are the three we got to change. Yes. Yeah. Because editing we can still do. Well... Uh, yeah, we can still do editing. Acting can still yeah. be done for voice, voice acting. Voice acting, yeah. Um, entertainment value. Oh, this this is going to score high on entertainment value, man. This, this film is... I'm excited. I this... watched this film for the first time, like, yeah. over Christmas break, and I really loved it. Um, this was a requested film, so yeah. there you go. Requested films Whoever... do get picked. Um yeah. And yeah, I'm excited to rewatch this. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll yeah. be really fun. It's our first Nicolas Cage movie. First Nick Cage. Uh, Nick Cage is yes. in it. Yes. Yeah, first animated films. It's going to be a lot of firsts. And this is our 30th uh, film of yeah. the podcast. And, Should be hype. You know, kind of cool that we're getting our first animated film for our 30th film. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. I think that pretty much wraps it up. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Bottle Rocket. Of Bottle Rocket. And um, yeah. yeah, next Monday we we'll will be coming at you with Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. All right. See ya. Thank you for listening to Slightly Qualified Film Students. Make sure to tune in next week for a new film discussion and review. Our theme song is Slightly Sexy by Thompson Springs. Make sure to subscribe and leave us a like. Send us feedback and comments as well as your thoughts on the film. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at S underscore Q underscore F underscore S. If you would like to send us a question or a comment for next week's episode, you can email us at sqfilmstudents at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you all next week. Bye.